At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Dinner between two people is like a job interview. I kind of, maybe 70% went out on this date because I, I wanted to go to Rayo's. It's the magic of dim lighting. Yeah. I think you, re you really need that on your team. So how about the worst date? He was the age of my father. <laughs> he brings flowers. We have a 10-course tasting menu. You're sitting next to a, a couple who's been together for a long time and is not speaking to each other. The restaurant does not have a liquor license. She's rude to the service people. It's so loud you can't hear each other. He snaps his fingers when he wants to get the server's attention. You realize you're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hi, and welcome to Burnt Toast from Food52.com, a podcast about what we all talk about around the stove, at the water cooler, in the office. It's what doesn't make it onto the website, but what we're all talking about otherwise. I'm Amanda Hesser, one of the co-founders of Food52, and I'm here with our managing editor, Kenzie Wilbur, and our wonderful guest, Adam Sachs, the editor-in-chief of Sever. Hey, Adam. Hi. Thanks for having me. And today we're going to talk about first date food. Tricky stuff. Tricky Ooh, topic. Yeah. It's kind of a scary topic. But Amanda, you sort of literally wrote the book on first date food. <laughs> um, for, for those of you who don't know, Amanda has a book called Cooking for Mr. Latte in which she writes about meeting Tad and their courtship. So maybe that's a good place to start. I want to know what in your mind makes a good first date. I hear that it wasn't the date that Tad took you on. <laughs> <laughs> We met at a place called Merchants, New York. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? There was one Seventh on the Upper Avenue. West Side. Oh, yeah. There was one, yeah, there, yeah. there were a couple. Um, the one that we went to has since closed. And I had never, it was only two blocks from where I lived, but I'd never been in it. And I thought it was a strange choice, but I went with it. But I didn't really expect us to eat there. I just figured we were having a drink. Uh, but then we were seated. I later learned that actually Tad had planned to have dinner across the street. But because, I guess, the server had encouraged us to sit down, he just went with it. Um, before I knew it, we were, he was having a Budweiser, and I was having a very kind of, I think it was a tomato soup that hadn't really seen, tomatoes hadn't seen much real sun um, <laughs> ever. Um, and then after dinner, he had a latte, and he puts um, equal in it. Oh. So there were some issues. This is the same Tad you are now yes. currently married yes. to? Yes. Um, but the, the great so you, for, <laughs> you forgave him for the artificial the, sweetener? The great life lesson here is that you can have really terrible first date food um, and still get married. Because then you can write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly actually think you shouldn't necessarily eat on the first date no. because there's so much going on. And that just adds like layers of unnecessary pressure. And like food is super personal. It's almost like that should be like the next layer of the onion that you are kind of 
revealing to each other. Rule number one, do not go to dinner. No, you can't. Uh, yeah, I wanna, we should be really clear about this. It's a terrible, terrible idea to have dinner on a first date because it's dinner between two people is like a job interview. You're facing each other. You're trying to get information out of each other. It's, it's like direct eye contact. And then you're like three courses in, you're like an hour and a half in, and you're scrambling to remember stuff they said. So a friend of mine does a lunch date, mm. first date move, which oh. I uh, I have a lot of respect and admiration for, but it makes me want to have an anxiety attack. That's like the um, worst of all worlds. Right? So it's a meal, it's a and meal, it's light, and everyone, and no one's well going to drink. And, and it's, it's so bad. Yeah, this is, yeah. I had this um, funny lunch, first date. I met this man in a restaurant, um, and it was in a very, like, dim, kind of cozy, bistro-y restaurant. He was at the next table. We started chatting when my friend got up, and and then we exchanged numbers, and then we decided he was like, let's meet for lunch at Nobu. Fancy. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. Fancy, right? So I was super excited. And at that point, I was like, I don't know, I was like practically just out of college. I had no money. I was wearing like shoes that I'd had for like five years <laughs> and kind of embarrassing, like non stylish clothing. I mean, he arrives in this like beautiful Italian suit. But in the light of day, it became very clear that like he was the age of my father. <laughs> and it was just proceeded to be like, the most awkward lunch ever because I think yeah. he had this kind of look of horror. He had no interest in dating as someone as quite as young as me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, us trying to like politely like work our way through talking about oh. art, which I knew very little about yeah. and he knew a ton about while eating this very expensive oh, sushi. So oh, it was, endless. it was a tough one. So Those meals good. are endless. Also, just the magic of dim lighting. Yeah. I think you, re- you really need that on your team when you meet somebody yeah. for the first time. Um, yeah. Flattering lighting. Right. While we're on the subject of the first yeah. date, let's talk about cocktails. Do you judge the drink order of your first date? You don't, I mean, I don't think you consciously. I'm not watching, you know, if they order a Cosmo, I'm out of there and pretend to go to the bathroom and never come back. But no, I think you, I mean, we're all probably pretty judgy people about food and drink or we wouldn't be sitting here in this padded room. But yeah, you probably do in the same way. Yeah, I think you, I think part of what you're doing when you first meet someone is looking for any signs of Either you want it to work, and so you're projecting a lot of positive stuff, or you're very worried that they're, you know, going to turn out to be terrible people. So you're reading too much into everything. It's kind of like a cloud of subtle judgment, anyway, right? You're sort of like watching the person and observing them and seeing what they do. And if they yeah. order like tequila shots on your first date, like that's that's a thing that you might want to pay attention to. <laughs> better, um, better than that, having dinner, though. Better still, still, yeah, still better than yeah. having a job interview dinner. As long as they order. Maybe. For both of you. As long as I offer you a of, shot, Rounds too. of shots for themselves. <laughs> a former boss of mine um, was telling me once about how in France people will often order the same thing as a sign of companionship. That's interesting. And so that's something that I would do. So that to me is a really, really lovely spin on something that I do because I'm sweating so hard I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll order something and I'll be like, mm-hmm, me too. Yeah, sounds I'll, good. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have what they're having. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you're also, I mean, so you're 
you're looking at what they're ordering, but you're also trying to think about like what physically is, you know, uh, pleasant to eat around a new person. So I think like I love pasta, but eating pasta in front of someone for the first time, especially if you're in a face-to-face situation, there's a lot of slurping. There's mm-hmm. a lot, or like long pasta, like ramen. Ramen is a ramen tough would early be rough. date. Yeah. Uh, really, and I feel like salad is the tough one. I was, you know, I want to eat a salad, but I don't want like, you know, is it the judgment spinach or in the... my teeth? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> also things like, I mean, and this is very granular, but things like pea shoots, like it's uh, pea shoots are basically like that magician trick where the scarf like keeps coming out of the sleeve, <laughs> like they actually keep going into your mouth forever and ever and ever, and they never stop. I stay away from that for sure. But do you do either of you have a first date drink order? I when I was single, I would always. Well, I I was a freelance writer at the time, so a lot of times I was on the person I was going to go see was the first human being I'd talk to all day, so that can be a little bit of a rough transition from being you know in your mind to trying to be social with a new person. So I would get there first, always first. I'm never otherwise on time for anything. I'd get there first and have a Manhattan, and sort of get one under my belt, which sounds. Ah. Uh, probably more pathetic. <laughs> weird, no, no, it's weird. Strategy. Than... It's strategy. But I'm I'm with you. I'm on the always get there first. It's like team. an internal icebreaker. Just well, yeah, but also I don't want to be the sort of like the one who has to walk into the bar and mm. be like, are, are you Kenzie? Right. Like, are you Ken? Like, you know, I don't I don't want to do that. So I just sit in the back and observe and, and there are somebody a lot of else Kenzie's, flounder. So and there are so many Kenzie's. Could be other people. Yeah. So many. But you don't want to be so early and seem like like you're anxious right like no. I, I play it one two minutes late <laughs> which is new york early you mean you're standing around the corner and then watching your oh absolutely yeah. absolutely I like had the cab box. drop me off a couple black blocks before <laughs> the door but bars in new york can also be assuming we've ruled out restaurants bars in new york can be kind of you know crowded or you i'd like to stake out some territory where i feel comfortable or I, you know i haven't am looking in the room in a certain way I, i'd like to get there early okay i have a i have a restaurant date confession which is that I don't even remember exactly how I met this person but he was mentioning Rayos and I had never gone to Rayos I still I shouldn't ruin the story but I still have not <laughs> been to Rayos and but I, I kind of maybe 70% went out on the state because I I wanted to go to Rayos um, <laughs> and I thought, okay. I thought maybe yeah. I'll, you know okay. maybe after Rayos he'll you know see more interesting and um, more fun all that dim lighting <laughs> yeah exactly. we'll be able to tell he's 75 he definitely age appropriate and I thought restaurant appropriate and then right at the last minute he like pulled the switcheroo and he was like sorry we couldn't you know couldn't work out the Rayos we're gonna go to Gotham Bar and Grill and I mean that's not I was terrible. Such a food snob at that point that I was like, oh, you know, got them bar and grill. At least it's Chuck E. Cheese or something. No. I mean that would be more. Okay. Well, that, that's almost no, no. so bad. It's but good. Like the water is so hot, it feels on, cold. I would go on the Chuck E. Cheese. I would go on Chuck E. Cheese. I would. I would have dinner at Chuck E. Cheese. I would, I would not. Um, but. <laughs> um, but so then I show up at Gotham Bar and Grill, which is a place actually I love, and he, you know, as he's looking through the menu, he's kind of. He seems a little agitated, and then we started chatting, and it turns out that he has a lot of food allergies. Oh. Like, not, meat, not, not his fault. Not, yeah, to dairy, to vegetables, to, to bread. To life. <laughs> Conversation. Basically to, kind of to everything. And I had never really been exposed to that, so, like, you know, I was like, well, you know, order what you need to. He, like, put in his uh, special order. They were very accommodating. And then as soon as he started eating the first course, he started 
like kind of you know loosening his tie and um, <laughs> you know kind of scooching in his chair. I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Let's just say it ended at the emergency room. No. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. He lived. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Can you imagine if that story had taken yeah. a turn where actually he died? Yeah. yeah, but then I had I did have this other and this is more than one date. But this this guy who this I actually guy didn't make really it, actually. I really liked. He was really fun. And he loved going to good restaurants. But, you know, I had an expense account back then. And inevitably, like, just around the time the bill would, would come, oh, no. he would, like, uh, you know, have a call. Or bathroom. he would, you yeah, had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So finally, I just, I, I, you know, I stopped. I said, you know, I think we're done. Like, you know, tried to kind of end things nicely. And but he was like, a, he was like, well, I, you know, I really just, I need to know why. And I was like, <laughs> wow. and I thought, you know, I kind of owe it to this guy yeah. who's like a good person otherwise. So I said, you know, because you're a cheapskate. Oh. <laughs> there it is. You go. Oh. And, and he said, what? Really? He's like, that's terrific. You, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you told me. <laughs> um, so I don't know if he's reformed, but, pretty, um, but he took it very that, well. Because you didn't, he could still be handsome. He could be charming. He could be all these nice things. I know. He's just a cheapskate. And but he must know that. And he was an like, investment yeah. banker at that point. Did he so also I felt put, like it was totally unfair. Yeah. Did he also put equal in his coffee? He did not. So let's talk well, let's talk about the restaurant pick. If you don't have <laughs> an expense account or you don't I mean you don't know this person, but you're you want to impress them. You're not pretending to take them. someone to Rails. You're not pretending to take someone somewhere you're not going to go. Um, <laughs> you don't want to end absolutely. you don't want to end up in the emergency room. Well, it's a bad room. movie. Like he should have just said like I'm going to let's go to Gotham Bar and Grill. I would have been pretty excited. Right. right. Yeah, it's the expectation he said. He also couldn't he eat said. anything at Rails. So Well, maybe, maybe that was why, why he didn't go there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean he didn't want to maybe tell he me couldn't that. Couldn't eat anything at Gotham Bar. So we were on the way to the emergency room. Yeah. He's a regular. He's only had the sunflower seeds and water, but he's a regular. There. <laughs> but, but he loves the staff. <laughs> um, so, so what's what's the ideal restaurant? You know, dark, mm. bar seating, no white linen, small plates. I hate, sorry, I don't hate small plates, but I'm not a huge, I'm not like a all small plate person. But I think little sharing things because mm-hmm. then you can kind of see is this per- person going to eat everything. You don't have to be responsible for your own big plate of something. It's right. it's uh, it's cooperative. You're doing something, sitting in a bar. You're looking out. You're experiencing the same thing instead of having to look at each other mm-hmm. for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, something a bar with a corner with little the things. The corner you can seat eat. at the bar is a is that's the power move. It's that's why you get there early. Again. That's why you got to get there you gotta early. You got to stake it out. Yeah, you got to stake it out. All I right. Think, I think a walk. Before or after it. Oh, I think nice. you cooking in a walk. No, a walk. <laughs> Love you, A-L-K. A I walk feel, before? I feel, well, or after. I feel like it's actually kind of a nice thing. Because you, a you, it's a different... Well, I was thinking like when you were saying like you're looking out, like you're you're not looking at each other. You're kind of seeing how they... What kind of manners they have yeah. and like how... I don't know. Silently like... judging their manners. <laughs> <laughs> are they a fast walker? Are they a right. slow walker? Is this a deal breaker? Right. What do they observe? Like, what do you? I feel like somewhere. it's easier to have a like you're a more relaxed conversation if you're moving. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to like the fifth or sixth date. You've made it to the mm. fifth or sixth date, and you are crazy, so you're going to cook for them. What I'm do you make? That. Well, I have I have a creepy admission that. This is just private, right? This isn't. Is it this we're, isn't we're not rolling. So okay, go good, ahead. Yeah. When I was <laughs> single, uh, I would. I. I really liked. I mean, I, I wanted. It was fun to cook for people, but you have to plan ahead a little bit. So I would make these sort of giant batches of like pork shoulder ragu, and then portion them off in two-person 
portions and freeze them. Hopeful to to work. Aspirational to you prepare. And then I lived near. I lived in the West Village, and I lived near Raffetto's Pasta, and so I always get you know like six pounds of of pappardelle, and I would have them put it in one pound, you know, bags, <laughs> and you could keep those stacked neatly in the so freezer. So someone, oh, so if a date opened your freezer, she would just be like, oh my god. <laughs> but, but you don't it, let them look in the freezer. I was going to say, because would they get offended? Like, like oh my gosh, but I'm just who? one of many stacks of pappardelle. Yeah. But it's a small, it's a small New York kitchen. <laughs> the small New York kitchen, so me just being in the kitchen block their access to the refrigerator. So what happens when you cook for her a second time? No, you have to have she get the same. Plan. No, no, no. You got to you have to have it. Then you, you then you can do some live cooking. Then, then you could do some live cooking. cooking. But it was nice cuz by the time you'd come home and maybe you'd had a few drinks cuz you've made the, you know, you're smart enough not to mm-hmm. go to a restaurant. You had say, the oh, Manhattan like to... before they even got there. <laughs> maybe yeah, a small one. And from the kids' menu, and uh, and then by the t- and then you come in and you throw this you know frozen hockey puck of of, of uh, really rich stuff in, in a pan, and then you boil some water, and you at dinner in you know ten minutes or something. I'm that's impressed. A, that's a really slick date move. I'm I have really to say, yeah. I, that would work for me. It was, that would work for me. It was good for impromptu stuff. It wasn't like a plan. You know, you wouldn't invite someone over from a week. Well, from it now didn't and, seem planned. It seemed right. Yeah. <laughs> Good distinction. Plan spontaneity. Yes, exactly. Um, Amanda, what did you cook, Tad, for your first? Your first. Well, he cooked for me first, I believe. I made something for him. I made an apple tart. I had planned this. Oh, and a picnic. That's true. I um, planned this outing to Storm King, nice. um, and then apple picking. Oh. But what I had sort of. <laughs> Misplanned. Was that so much so better than sweet. my creepy, <laughs> creepy pasta potato in the freezer? <laughs> so I, I made some kind of sandwich. I can't remember for the end, little goodies for the picnic. But then, the bad part of that plan was, that I hadn't calculated was that like apple picking takes like five minutes. <laughs> you fill a bushel in like five minutes, right. and then I was like over, and I was like, oh no, like I wanted to spend the day with him, oh, no. you know. And then I was like, now what do we do? So we ended up like you know, just. Driving back slowly, um, <laughs> but then I was like, and then, so I was like, okay, well, how am I going to like make an excuse to see him again? So I was like, I'm going to make an, him an apple tart nice. and like surprise deliver it. So wow. I just like showed up at his door, um, at his door with this um, apple tart and just That's said so here, and then I went home. That's really <laughs> he sweet. let you turn around and walk away. <laughs> I think he chatted with me for a few minutes, but I think he was kind of startled by yeah. it because nobody had tried that move on him before. So if you, if someone came to you asking you, you know, I really like this person, we've had three or four dates together, I need to cook something, um, what would you tell them to make? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. I don't, I mean, you, I think you, it just depends on the person you want to make. It's like that, that dinner party truism that you want to make something that you're comfortable with, probably something that is not the first time you've made it. And I think it's also something that doesn't seem like you're trying too hard yeah. it seems sort of you want to project your dish you want your dish to project whatever you want to project about yourself which is that you're you know calm and suave and not like trying too hard to make some big statement mm-hmm. so cooking together this is this is totally different oh we're flash, actually we're i think this is a lot to, yeah but far. but also like i think this is like a super crucial thing this could make or break. Oh, yeah. This is sort of like a couple going to Ikea together. Like, if you make it through cooking a dish together, right. you come out the other side of those Ikea doors and you haven't broken up. 
You're good. Except you're, with you're Ikea. You're carrying you just, the thing that you have to put together. I was going to say, Ikea, you still <laughs> have all that work ahead of you. A lot. <laughs> There's a long road. <laughs> um, but what, so what do you cook together? What, what are, what's a good dish? I'm not, I'm not for cooking together. You're I'm, not. No, okay, I mean, so tell I, us why. I'm not because I'm not good at it. I don't, I don't know how to delegate or stay out of people's way. And I like picking, you pick, the, you do this dish, I'll do these dishes, but I can't, you know, like throw you some eggs and you hand me the whisk or something. I, 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 I don't have <laughs> Who that. Who does that? I, don't I, don't know. Know. I mean, I don't it know never really works that, that way. Yeah. I like, I like division of, of duties. And I also like to just get into it. So sometimes it's hard to do it with someone else around. Yeah, it's a little hard to like maintain a conversation while trying to cook something that the other person will still find impressive. That's like the ultimate amount of juggling that I think that you really don't want to be doing. Oh, to a, keep talking day. while you're yeah, yeah to do that yeah, yeah. that's I, I can't I can't pull that off unless you've done a lot of work. But at then time. I mean, there's like there's like herbs to wash during the awkward silences. Like arguably, you have something to do with your hands. Amanda, do you are you pro cooking together? Well, I was just thinking about um, we went we went to Adams for dinner, and I was so it wasn't a date. I think we just had a moment. <laughs> it, was like, it was like otherwise it would have been like a key party or something because yeah. there was a lot of people. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it, was, I was uh, being... it was yeah. um, it was super fun. I was so impressed that Adam could like, you know, he was just so he seemed so relaxed and like kind of. You know, just very calmly walking around his kitchen, serving course after course and cooking and not seeming to, like, need to measure anything or, like, look anything up. It was It was actually these, these little ice blocks. That he, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, everything was kind of square and melting in a pan. <laughs> totally. Um, but I, I was marveling at it because I was like, I could never do that. Um, that, is, that is such a nice compliment. I can't believe that's actually true. I feel like I do a lot of fretting when... People come over and I sweat, and you are and not fretting at all. I tell people everything that's went wrong with the dish while they're eating it. Uh, you know what it should have been, how it would, <laughs> would do everything you're not supposed to do when you when you entertain. But that's nice to hear. Any horror stories? Any weird date food? Any like oh, cooking? I, have, I just remembered one. Oh, good. That I, there was a, a like a week period, W E E K period when I was dating this woman from Paris, and she was staying in my old apartment. It's a long time ago, and. Uh, I came home from work once, and she said, you know, surprise, I made dinner, I made steak tartare, and my apartment was so disgusting, <laughs> and the idea that she had brought, and she used the, the grinding attachment on the um, on the stand mixer thing, and she had ground, she had found somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, raw beef and ground it in my kitchen, <laughs> and that I was going to eat un- uncooked food that had been prepared in my grimy little kitchen was terrifying so but you can't say you, know, you have to smile and say that's fantastic and i just you know, was terrified as i was eating it so we survived but you, was... you lived to tell yeah. how much did you make it through uh the relationship or the uh the uh, um it, i guess both. we ate we do we ate the whole we ate most of it we ate the whole thing yeah it was, and it was good Dedication. but it was it was scary what about you amanda any any horror stories I think my one horror story, it's more what I, what I made. I was cooking for the parents of a, like, new boyfriend. And I just messed it up so oh. horribly. And I remember 
like we went and got artichokes and I didn't really know what I was doing and I was, but I was like <laughs> I just was trying to make this very like highfalutin meal which was silly and and there must have been soap still in the pot <laughs> and so I finally got the artichokes oh, no. after like taking me like three hours to trim them oh, no. um, into the pot and there was just like soap bubbles Ooh. and it was one of the <laughs> moments where I was like do I start over do I just do I rinse them so I um I somehow got through that night I don't think the food was, um, it was barely edible. That's reminding me of a story that one of our uh, co-workers has um, at Food 52, and she was on a very early date with a guy, I think it was like number three or four, and he wanted to cook for her, and he made her artichokes, but he didn't know what he was doing either, except for it wasn't soap that sunk his ship. It was actually that he didn't know how to prep them, so he (laughs) cut the entire thing off, (laughs) and he thought that the stem was the edible part, so so he boiled the stem, and he starved the stems, and Lauren, I mean just ate the whole thing she ate the entire That's thing it's like giving someone a pine cone or something right right and uh did the date work out or they do do they they stay are together? they are no they are no longer together but i don't i don't think it's the artichokes that so did watch it. out ladies so watch someone, out. someone out there is gonna <laughs> invite you over for artichoke stems <laughs> So that's it for this episode of Burnt Toast. Our producer is Tim Einenkel. Thanks also to Laura Meyer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter address is at food52, and you can email us at editors at food52.com. If you like the show, please tell everyone you know and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you have any first date food stories, or if a first date is not going well, please take a photo and send it to us. We'll regram it for you. We want to know all about it. So hashtag them with f52 podcast for kenzie and adam adam thanks so much for coming thanks for having me this was fun a great first date (laughs) (laughs) i'm amanda hesser we'll talk to you next time thanks so much for listening